Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Pastor Jerry G. Martin. Today, as we continue our series on relationships, we're looking at this relationship between Jacob, Leah, and Rachel. What a story it is of a couple who met in the dark. Jacob didn't get what he had bargained for. He got the surprise of his life when he woke up the next morning because the woman he met was not what he expected. How many of you who are married did not get what you bargained for? You expected one thing in your spouse and you got something altogether different. You may be struggling with your marriage relationship because it didn't turn out like you thought. I want you to know that God is able to help you through whatever you're dealing with in your marriage. So come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. So Jacob made an arrangement to give seven years of his life in labor for this woman. I'll work for seven years for you so I can have her. Seven years. Now some men won't work seven days now today. <laughs> Women, that ought to be a clue that if a man is interested in you, he will work for you, if a man is interested. So if you want to know whether he's a man, he will work. If he won't work, he ain't no man. You need a working man. God gave Adam work before he gave him Eve. So he said, I worked for her for seven years for your younger daughter. And Laban said in verse 19, it's better that I give her to you than some other man. So stay here with me and go to work. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us anything about what occurred during this seven years, but we can speculate. Because think about it, it's seven years now that it's going to go by before we see the next verse happening. And Jacob is working primarily in the field with the sheep. And when we first see the mention of Rachel in the scripture, it is in verse 9, she is attending sheep. So if she continued to keep the sheep, she had some conversation and some interaction with Jacob during that seven years. Now, not marriage, nothing physical, but it wasn't like she didn't see him for seven years. Uh, he was at the house. He was a part of that family. So it's likely that she knew that this man was also working with her father because he wanted her and he was willing to pay the price. Every time she saw him, she said, he's working for me. He's working to get me. The reason he's out here, the reason that he's, he's working is because he wants me. And he's sacrificing himself and he's committing himself. And he's working, he's giving of his very life. He's not going to get those seven years of his life back. He's doing that for me. Oh, he loves me. And you know what? I love him too. That's the kind of man I want. Knowing what they knew, it is likely that their mutual affection increased for one another. Every time he saw her, he says, I'm working for her. And she says, he's working for me. And he says, she's, she's mine already. I just got to finish this seven years. You know what the scripture said? And, and it didn't even seem like a long time for him. So Jacob 
served seven years to get Rachel. But they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. And this is what is called a labor of love. A labor of love. See, love makes long and hard services short and easy. Oh, you remember when you were in love, the phone conversations went quickly, even though it was an hour. But when things get bad, you can't talk two minutes. When you're in love and you go out, the time passes fast. We spent all day together. It just seemed like a couple of hours. Y'all act like y'all don't even remember, huh? <laughs> it's been that long? Love makes long and hard services short and easy. And I'm thinking about that and, and I, I was reminded of of what the Lord is asking us to do as we are laborers in his field. And you may get tired and you may get weary and you may not feel like doing anything. I think we might want to check our love for the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9, he said, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped your hope sure. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherited what was promised. God has promised us something. Just like Laban had promised Jacob his daughter, God has promised us something. And when we love God, we're not going to get tired of working. We're going to say, I love God so much that it doesn't seem like a long time. Uh, I've been saved for 30 years, but it seemed like it's just been a moment because I've been working for God with a labor of love. But when we don't love him like we ought to, it becomes a chore. It becomes work. It becomes labor that we have to say, oh, Lord, I got to go up there and go to the church again to fool with them people. No. What is your love for God? We're told in the scriptures to work as unto the Lord because we love him. Thought I'd just throw that in while we're talking about the labor of love. Or else you're not going to enjoy. It becomes work. It becomes that mission that we're on for the kingdom of God. Our years of work is only going to be but a few days to those who love God and long for Christ appearing. But I have a question for you about this relationship. What do you think was going through the mind of Jacob and Rachel for the years as they turned to months? And now the months have begun to turn to weeks. And now the weeks are beginning to turn to days. Jacob is saying, it's been, it's been six years and ten months. And Rachel is saying, it's been six years and eleven months. And now it's six years and, and eleven months and two weeks to go. Can you see them looking at one another when they're across the field and the two fingers up? You got two more weeks. And the weeks are coming to days. What do you think is going through Rachel's mind? Every woman in that culture was looking and longing for a husband. That was their value. That was their status. That's what they wanted, a husband and children. That's what they lived for. And here's this man who's working, and he's coming down to the last day. He's beginning to ramp up and say, it's coming soon. It's, it's almost here. We can find out what was on Jacob's mind. Just look at verse 21. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife. My time is completed. He didn't say he wanted to just go or for a walk. What did he say he wanted to do? I want to lie with her. 
I am ready. <laughs> Woo. It's been seven years. My time is complete. I'm seven years to the day. Give me my wife. I am ready to get it on. I can't wait no more. That's what he say. I'm ready to go live with her. He's talking to the woman daddy. <laughs> you know, he said, I don't care. I did my time. <laughs> you don't talk to the woman daddy like that. I'm ready to go lay with your daughter. You don't see that. But he said, no, we had an agreement. <laughs> and I did my time. So Laban brought together all the people of the place and gave a feast. That's what you do when you get ready to have the marriage. You have the marriage feast. Jacob is ready and waiting. His excitement grows as he sees the activity. He's starting to feast and the activity is starting and the people are gathering for the wedding feast. Now I imagine that Rachel is anticipating and is excited that her day has finally arrived. What is Rachel doing? She said, okay, the feast is happening and the day is finally arrived. And then look at verse 23. But when evening came, he took his daughter Leah and gave her to Jacob. And Jacob lay with her. And Laban gave his servant girl Zilpah to his daughter as a maidservant. And when morning came, there was Leah. Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? I have served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Oh, let's look at this for a little while. You know, there's more going on than just this little passage here. But when the evening came, when it got dark, when the darkness came, when the evening comes, deception comes with it. When the evening comes, the feasting and the food was there with the wines. Go into the story with me now. Here's Jacob. He's looking at the festivities and he's enjoying it and he's drinking some wine and, and in his mind he, he knows what's finna happen because he's been working and waiting and Laban conceived a scheme by which he would keep the service of Jacob for another seven years. He substituted Leah for Rachel because it was evening and dark and, and because of the thick veils worn by the bride and the poor light in the tent, Jacob did not discover this deception to mourner. But consider this. This plot could not be carried out without the cooperation of Leah. Because at some point, Laban had to go to Leah and say, Leah, take a bath. Get cleaned up. You're getting married tonight. Here's Leah sitting around probably thinking now my younger sisters get married before me and what have you but here the dad comes to her and say take a bath get cleaned up put some perfume on brighten those weak eyes up we're going to cover them up that's what we're going to do what we're going to do with the weak eyes we're going to cover them up I mean somebody's thinking of something it didn't just happen. She just didn't disappear out of thin air with all that on. Somebody had to contrive and plan and work this scheme. If you're Leah, what are you thinking? 
You're telling me what? She said, tonight? I, I thought Rachel was getting married. No, no, it's you. Take a bath. Get your hair fit. Put your wedding clothes on. You're going to marry Jacob. Now, while that's going on, what is Rachel doing? Wouldn't it be normal for her to think that this activity is for her? Now, somebody got to go to her and tell her she ain't going in. She was already getting cleaned up and, and already thinking about tonight's tonight. She was getting dressed. She was thinking about it. You know how the women do when they're planning for a wedding, you know? You don't just plan on the evening of it. You work it out in your head. You talk to all your friends. You got all your stuff lined up and girl and girl this and girl that and what have you. And then labor comes in there. She was still excited. She was still anticipating. And her father comes in the room and says, this wedding is not for you. This is Pastor Jerry G. Martin. And once again, I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast. We've been looking at this relationship between Jacob, Rachel, and Leah. Jacob to work many years so that he could marry Rachel, but he ended up meeting Leah in the dark. It wasn't what he expected. I believe there are some of you who can identify with being in a marriage that wasn't what you expected. I tell you that God is able to help you to work through every difficult circumstance in your marriage, and he's able to bless where you are. If you would like to listen to today's message again or some previous messages, go to our podcast at Light of the World Daily. You can listen to today's message in its entirety, as well as other messages that have aired on this station. If you would like for us to join you in a prayer request, call our prayer line number, 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. If you are looking for Christian books, Bibles, church supplies, offering envelopes, communion supplies, visit us at the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Call the Beacon, 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. I want to take just a moment to invite you to be my guest at The Light of the World. We'll meet each Sunday at 16161 Old Umble Road. Come and be my guest every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., For more information, you can call us at 281-964-1393 or visit us online at lowcf.org. Now for the light of the world, this is Pastor Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.